We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, 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 welcome in, Bears fans. This is your uh, post-game therapy session presented by PointsBed. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. My name is Adam Hoke. Those two guys are Mark Carmen and Greg Braggs Jr. They've been through a lot tonight. We all have. We've been subjected to a lot. Guys, I would just like to officially welcome you. It took us six games. We've had a couple close calls, but I would just like to officially welcome you two into the world of doing post-game podcasts after Bears games. <laughs> this may feel like you just witnessed some crazy thing that you'll never witness again. You will many, many, many times. That's just how this thing works. I can't tell you the amount of times that Adam Johns and I have sat up in the press box at Soldier Field and been like, I can't believe we just saw that. I can't believe they just lost that way. And then sure enough, like three weeks later, they do it again. They do it again. And it's going to happen again. So no, 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 no. I hear you and I appreciate you. And I love that you're saying this, but I've been doing the, this for seven years going on to eight years. That's a good this, point. I don't know. I don't know if this, if I, I have never felt like this. This this one, it, uh, maybe the the the, uh, the last I'll tell you the last time I felt like this was the was the double doink, and and that was just a nauseating sick feeling. This was uh, this was so utterly disappointing because you had momentum from last week. Fields looked good. The Bears are moving forward. There's a winnable game at home. They start. They did like a zillion things right tonight, and to hand it away like that. And to get to two and four and not play again till whatever and and, and and feel like you were now we're in tankathon. It just it is a it, this one's painful, man. This one is unbelievably painful. I and 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 Bayless, I feel bad for him. I guess uh, you know whatever the life goes on, but that's brutal. And 
Mooney at the goal line. The whole, th- no, not no. one run, first and goal at the five. You've run in the red zone your whole life. You know, not not one handoff to David Montgomery. We're going to drop back four times. I, I don't know, Adam. I, I this one well, feels. I feel sick. Well, I really, I do. Well, if they had run it and got tackled, then they might have had to spike it. So that's part of the calculation. But yeah, um, you had time. You're no no doubt about it, uh, Adam. This is something we're gonna have to get used to for the rest of the year. I mean, this is this is gonna be a week to week thing where a, a different player is gonna take their turn in the bucket on who is the the overall blame tonight. Bayless Jones will get that turn. Obviously, he had a big hand in the Giants' loss. However, they were down when he fumbled at that time, so he's off to a really bad start in his career. There's uh, no getting around that, and. Uh, it's just tough because Justin Fields also had a big hand in why this team lost the game. Uh, it's easy to forget the first quarter after all the chaos that we saw in the second half, but then he has such a tough ass second half where he battles and battles and, and lives for the next play moves on to the next play after all the mistakes and chaos that's going on around him. Um, so you know, I give him a lot of credit for that, but he's got a long way to go to be a great quarterback, a lot of things to clean up, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because he's shown a lot of promise here with different things he's done over these last four days. But overall, this team just has a long way to go. They have a big talent deficiency. They have a very small margin of error, and every week it's going to be a different victim for who's going to get that turn of Bears Twitter ire. Hey, real quick, uh, we've got a tr- super chat on the uh, screen right now from Bear Forever 14. Well done, Bears. You have proved all the experts right. You were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Enjoy the top five pick next year. Well, that's not good. Well, well and as, Brian- as, oh, as Braggs was talking about, though, let's get right into it with our blame game because there's plenty to go around for Bears Twitter to be upset about tonight. Guys, I don't even know where we start. Um, you could go early in the game. You could go fourth quarter with the drop punt. You can have the drops uh, by three different wide receivers near the end of the game. But I guess I'll take the Justin Fields hits, guys, so you don't have to. Any other quarterback in those situations early on in that game, they're up 14 nothing. With that commander's offense and what they ran out there tonight, it's not even a game from that point on, most likely. If this, if either of these teams, quite frankly, tonight had been able to take a two-score lead early, it would have been very, very hard for the other team to win. And the Bears were in that position. They had three drives tonight, guys. First and goal at the six, at the three, at the five. Yep. And they scored zero freaking points and they were all for different reasons the last one i don't think was on fields although there's certainly some things popping up on twitter already showing like david montgomery being open on two of those plays regardless early on in that game wide open throws um you can't throw a ball off a helmet whether it's your offensive line or their defensive line can't happen then you have the wide open miss to ryan griffin that just can't happen and uh i'm gonna start there 
because there's a lot to go around. It's certainly not my only blame. So settle down, everyone being like, yeah, you can't put this all on Justin Fields. There's just a long list here, guys. So I'm just taking that one. So I'll take the shots. You guys go ahead. All right, I'll I'll go with the fluce. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I'm I'm off, I'm off the board on this one. But look, uh, I get it's a developmental year, but y'all are trying to win football games, and even before he had the muffed punt, Valus was wobbly back there. He he didn't get out of the way. He just he did not look like he knew what he was doing. And finally, they took him out of that position, didn't let him return a kickoff. Uh, but, you know, so th- that was putting him back there. I think we can make the argument as we spread the blame game around here could fall under coaching negligence. Just the way he was going about his business, it looked wobbly. And then he wobbled at the absolute worst moment. And for whatever reason, uh, and going back in his college history, he returned a lot of kickoffs, but he didn't return a lot of punts. And he just doesn't look comfortable back there. And that play, I, there were a lot of plays out there, but that that play, you you can't you 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 can't. There's no way to to, to downplay it. it. It cost him the game. It was an it was an absolutely enormous play. Yeah, uh, there's no getting around it. It was the. The play, the play that everyone's going to talk about. So, you know, I commend Hogue for going a different route because to me, it's the low hanging fruit. It's fine. I get it. At Valus Jones is absolutely to blame for this loss. There's a lot of different people to blame for this loss. You know, and I hate putting Justin also in that category because he showed such toughness and made so many great plays in the second half. But it's a four quarter game. Uh, do can I go meatball? Sure. Can I, I just can probably I go did. meatball. Always go meatball at this hour. I, I'm gonna blame the refs. <laughs> oh yes. They what? What is this? It was pass interference in the end zone on. That's well, true. On third down, he hooks Pettis's arm. It's a dime ball from Justin Fields. He puts it right in his hands, and unfortunately, one of Dante Pettis's arms is being hooked by the defender. And they don't call it. It's clear. It's right in front of you. It should have been first down and goal on the one yard line. Period. End of conversation. Screw you, refs. I blame you. I uh, look on my list of blame. That's down the list, but it's on there somewhere. That was a bad call. It it, it was a hundred percent a pass. They make the call. The Bears win the game. Yep. And um, <laughs> see the thing about what you just said there Don't though Brad, it, Adam. is you're assuming that they would have gotten in first to go from the one you know <laughs> i know they couldn't get in from the six and the three what, and what are you five. saying something crazy would have happened adam so maybe they get into one i don't know but I think they're throwing all game probably you know win probability metrics out the window at that point you know <laughs> i i, I uh, guys the reason why this is so frustrating is because like the, the blame game goes on and on and on and on. You have, you should never be in a situation where Amir, Amir Smith Marset, who quite frankly could have been cut after Sunday's game and nobody would have blinked an eye is in a position on that second to last drive to screw up two plays for you. Okay. And that's just a testament of the roster. So there's some blame for the fact that you're even in this position. 
Justin Fields doesn't have enough help. Anybody with eyes can see that. Also, anybody with eyes can see that he can also play a lot better at times and hit the wide open guys when they're there. I, I, I you know, it's hard for me to blame Amir Smith Marset. It's not hard for me to blame Darnell Mooney. Yep. Catch the ball. Yep. I don't even want to hear about how Dave Montgomery was open on the other side, quite frankly. It was the right decision. You have a one-on-one with your best wide receiver who, you know, is supposedly a number one. Justin puts the ball where Darnell can catch it. It's right in his hands. And the rule there in that situation is even if he's driven back, as long as he gets the two feet in bounds, it counts as a touchdown. And he bobbled it and dropped it. That is just a play for what whatever the excuses are, whatever your problems are with the roster and this and that and all that. That's your quarterback. That's your number one wide receiver. That's got to be a touchdown. Completely agree. It does. It 100% does. Two straight good throws by Justin Fields there on third and fourth down. Don't come come up empty for the touchdown. I, I didn't. I didn't love how long, and maybe that's just a function of the offense period, but the Bears' drive down the field was just time-consuming to all. Just run Are you talking about the second to last drive? Second, second I'm 100% to last. on board with you on that. I thought they were way too deliberate. It's like, not like you were playing Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers where you don't want to leave any time on the clock. Yeah. You, you, you got to show a sense of urgency. Right. Is there any sense of urgency here? Every play is taking 30 seconds to get out there. You're grinding it on the ground. Okay, fine. But like at least get up to the line of scrimmage. And then you get a delay of game. Are you to, to put it into fourth and 16? If memory serves, that's how that went, right? I know they had a delay a game at some point on that drive. I mean, yeah, it was what? fourth and 11. They had a delay game. How's that possible? Well, you know what? You could also argue they shouldn't even been trying to go for it there. You could. I was, we were having the conversation in the moment. Should they kick it, punt it? Uh, but I, you know, you I, delay of game. Come on, man. That that's, that's, that's insanity. What yard line were they at, by the way? Hey, guys, uh, real quick, we've got a lot of Super Chats. 48. And we've got a lot of people in this stream right now. we got over 1,000 and under 100 likes. Can we please smash the like button, everybody? Smash the like button, even if you didn't like the game. Smash yeah. the like I'm, button because we're here honestly, for you. I, I wish I could see hour. every single chat. Well, I, I was love gonna say, all if, of you. If you'd like me to do a couple of the Super Chats now, we can or we could wait. Sure, I mean, whatever's a, relevant. Fire them away. Let's hear the pain we and pre- suffering. We appreciate your contributions. Well, we know that this is a painful night all across Bears land. All right. Well, this one's uh, $20 from Ryan who says, I really hope these absolute shitters are worth it if when justin has weapons i really really hope this is a savings account of grief we can cash in for something nice someday keep the lights on for mooney i hey listen uh, and i thought kevin said it really well uh when we were doing the live show he had a, he had plenty of good moments that if we're looking for some bright spots i know adam like the underlining it is it's all fair but he he did hit the bomb to Dante Pettis. That was a really good throw. He did have an incredible scramble down to the five-yard line. Yep. He did pick up first downs numerous times tonight, breaking tackles that a lot of quarterbacks, most quarterbacks in the NFL could not do. So there was there was there was good fields out there tonight. It, it unfortunately there was there was there was just just 
bad fields. If he can get to the point in time, which I think clearly is the next step for him, and he got and he got there a little bit later when he hit Mooney on a very – it was a great call by Getze, a little, little, little naked boot. Mooney's running wide open right in front of him, easy five-yard throw, and he hits it. If he can get those plays down – with the with the wide open Dante Pettis on third down, then you know this will start to look a whole lot better. But it's it's alarming. But he's he, you know it's it's alarming when he misses them. And it's also alarming. Look, the dude's running for his life, man. I, my, I Carm, mean, Carm, we'll, uh, we'll here. Let's yeah. save some of this for our fields guide coming up right now. What's, yeah, what's the next super chat we got? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he keeps venting. This is from the Duke. Another $20. Thank you, the Duke 811. On the bright side, Hogue, at least our batter spanked Northwestern last weekend. Go Bulls. Oh, come on, well, Duke. Hey. Not now, Duke. Hey. Not now, Duke. You celebrate that, Duke. It's your money. Your dime, your dance floor, Duke. You go ahead. Hey. You know, anybody who has to watch this Bears offense every week can at least celebrate when the Badgers explode for 42 points. Okay. The Duke. All right. It doesn't happen often. And you got to take what you can get, even if it's on the college level. Um, Duke with the Duke. All right, well, let's Here, do this. One more, one more, just real quick, and then we'll get to the fields guide. How about that? Uh, this is from Kevin Kellish. Uh, he says, I appreciate you guys putting on a show under the worst circumstances. Tough night. <laughs> it's our pleasure, Kevin. We're good. Appreciate you, buddy. I feel like I've seen worse, but I don't know. I, I was going to say, it's know. bold to call this worse, man. There's a lot of season left. <laughs> We've seen some bad ones, but. No, but this, this one. <laughs> Appreciate I appreciate it, Kevin, though. Yeah, we certainly Kevin, I appreciate it. This, this, Thank this you so much. Sucked. We're yeah. here for your therapy. All right. We're going to get through this season together. Let's get to our fields guide presented by Green Ridge Farm. We love our friends at Green Ridge Farm and all the yummy meat sticks that they offer us and mm. stock our refrigerator with. It's CHGO. All right. So when it's all said and done. Justin Fields finishes 14 to 27 tonight, 190 yards. Couldn't quite get to that 200 yard mark. He has one touchdown, one interception off like a dude's helmet. Sacked five times. It felt like 15. He took at least, he took five sacks. He took at least eight shots that caused literal pain. And let's touchdown. Oh my goodness. He got smoked on that. 12 carries all in all. 88 rushing yards, which is nice. He did have one fumble, um, but none that were lost. The fumble luck's actually been going his way quite a bit. Guys, I'll say this because I was on with you you at halftime, and I was pretty strong, insane, and I still believe it. In the first half, I put most of the offensive blame on him. You know, there was there was a, a list of at least five plays I had where those mistakes were on him. I still believe quite frankly, even maybe Trevor Simeon's in that game and the Bears have a lead uh, at, at halftime, maybe not 14, nothing, but maybe at least seven to three at that point. And I think if you, you know, are talking about some of the other starting quarterbacks in the league, they're, they're just plays he left out there. Now, what I'm getting at, though, is in the second half, I think Justin Fields did his freaking job. I, I You know, there's probably a couple mistakes here and there. The dude's taking a beating. He's getting right back up. He could not have shown you more toughness. He went all the way to the end. He did everything he had to do on that final drive, despite getting zero help from anyone on on the drive before. Okay, his receivers are dropping passes. Nobody's blocking, so he's just scrambling, getting all the way down there into inside the five-yard line. And then once again, doesn't get help from the refs, even though he put the ball in the right spot. And then his best wide receiver drops the ball on him, 
at the end. That should have been a Bears win. And and that and that really sucks. So I think it was a tale of two halves for for Justin Fields. I think the first half, ninety percent of it's on him. Second half, maybe ten percent of it's on him. You just nailed it. a hundred percent. Like, look, and even and I I give him, and we talked about this at halftime. I I I give him maybe too much credit in the first half for hitting balls that that 99% of quarterbacks are going to hit, but at least like you saw the offense moving. Like they were moving the ball. They just Dive, died in the red zone. Two hundred yards in, of total offense in the yeah, first half. And, and yeah, right. And, and they just died in the red zone in ugly ways. And and I I trust him to the Ryan Griffin throw. Like I, it's rare that he doesn't show touch on his. Uh, like if you go back early in the year, who was the first touchdown way across the field? It was wide open. Pettis. Yeah, Pettis. He didn't try to overthrow that thing. He could have zung that. He just lollipopped it across because he was wide open, which is what I would have expected him to do with Griffin. But this, he just put too much on. He overcooked it. Uh, so I was like, what? I Like, that's not you. I can't believe you just did that. Um, up and down night as I as I went in the super chat. Go ahead, Briggs. Yeah, I mean, for me, like the Pettis in the, against the Niners, that was a far throw. I know. But, so I, I but, he did, pushed, but, he, but he was calm. He just boom. I push back though on the intermediate short passing game is still a struggle for Justin Fields at times. Ball placement, sometimes on those short little throws like a sc- wide receiver screen, they'll throw it at the feet, you know. And and so the Griffin, it, it's a touch pass over the pass rusher. It's a layup. It's a slam dunk. He misses it. Um, but you know, it's tough. It. <laughs> we've been through this so many times. I mean, Jay Cutler was very Jekyll and Hyde. He'd show you moments of brilliance and then he'd show you moments of the worst ineptitude you'd ever see from a quarterback. And I, and I fear for Justin this season because, you know, it was such a tale of two halves and I'm always going to go to the optimistic side and like talk about his toughness and all the great plays he made in the second half. And he should have won the game on a couple game winning throws there at the end on third and fourth down. So it's, it's tough. It's tough for me to go too hard on fields because I can consider the lack of talent around him. He's running for his life. That being said, he still needs to be held accountable for the easy passes and reads that he's missing. So I just don't know where to go with it. It's going to be a long season. And I just hope we see more of what we saw in the Vikings loss than we saw in tonight's loss. You know, guys, I was thinking about this during the game, and part of the reason why this Justin Fields stuff is so frustrating right now is because it still looks like the dude can really, really play. Yeah. Right? So it's like the mistakes are mad, are like extra maddening because, like, I think even those of us that stuck with Mitch Trubisky maybe longer than we should realize that there was probably a ceiling there, right? Like it was just, you know, you, you, you weren't ever sure he was going to be special. Justin Fields still shows you within a game like this, where a lot of things went wrong and he made a lot of mistakes that he can be freaking special, like really, really good. And so that's why it gets frustrating to look at, you know, but isn't that the silver lining though, Adam? I mean, he has showed moments of brilliance tonight, but it still has so much more he can be better at and, and could add talent around him, which would help him in that category. Right. And, and, and I, and I, and I agree with you, but that's where it's like, 
where the hell's the talent now? Because you still have you you still have eleven games you have to play this year. And right. he's not gonna get through the season taking that beating and getting the lack of help he got tonight. And and, and so it it's you and I don't think this helps coming, right? Like I like I don't think that Alex Leatherwood and Nikhil Harry are gonna be the difference in 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 fixing that help around him right now. It's gonna have to be in the offseason when you have right. all that money to spend. And you're just hoping that he can get there alive at this point. That's a very terrifying, great point. Because look, you know, it, it it is there is a lot of football to be played. And if if the Bears go out and let's whatever whatever additions they're going to be able to make here on the trade deadlines, November first, and nobody expects them to be in on a wide receiver like DJ Moore. What what what? what any high level addition would be to help him right now is just very unlikely to come. So how do you get him through the season? Uh, well, I mean, he, I mean, tonight it, it was, it, he barely made it through tonight's game. I mean, he, that was a brutal, brutal amount of hits. So at, at any point this season, do we become extremely critical of Ryan Poles's approach this off season? Because I've been a big fan of Ryan Poles so far this year especially in the offseason because I felt like he hit on a lot of draft picks. But at the same time now, you know, Vela's obviously having a, a couple rough nights and he's only played a couple games. Uh, Braxton Jones got blew up tonight and and there's no offensive talent to help Justin Fields. Like, do we, do we become overly critical of what Ryan Poles did in bolstering uh, secondary with his first two picks? You know, I know he tried to sign the offensive lineman from the Bills, but they matched the offer sheet. But at the same time, like, could he have done more to put help around Justin Fields so he could have an opportunity to properly develop instead of run for his life and hope he doesn't get hurt? I mean, I think the answer has got to be yes right now. Because I, I, I think there's plenty of evidence we're seeing, guys, that one, his health is at risk. And two, his development is getting hurt. And and then at the same time, like, it, it's hard because I want to sit up here right now and raise my hand and be like, let me take an L on something I said preseason, which was I predicted that the Bears wide receiver room would actually have more production overall, not necessarily because they were better, but because the offense would scheme them open and Justin Fields would get them the ball. And now you're just having this combination of either they're open and Justin doesn't hit them, or then when he does, they drop the ball and don't make the plays. Whatever it is, it's not working. And so, like, that's a problem right now. It's a huge problem. I, and I, don't, I just don't know how they can function without figuring that out. And I, I just... The inconsistency from Dante Pettis is maddening. Equinemius St. Brown's only good for like three to four plays a game. Great blocker, but you just know he's not going to go off for a 10 catch game anytime soon. Um, what did Cole Komet do tonight? <laughs> yeah, he was involved early, made a couple nice plays, but you know, same thing there. Bayless Jones Jr., man, that's a mess. He's He goes from can't be available to... Like, maybe you can get him a successful play once or twice a game, 
but he's killing you in the punt return game, and that just can't happen. I mean, it's just common sense inside the 10 in that situation to let the ball go. Uh, guys, I, real quick, I want to jump in here because Taylor Hawk gave us five bucks to say this. Honest question, did Fields have better receivers in college? Yes, yeah, he did. That's, that's without question. I mean, Yeesh. I mean, Ohio State is a, is a powerhouse. So he had they three first-round picks he was throwing to. Yeah. Yeah, they, that, they all got drafted in the first round. Yeah, we would love to have one of those guys, and we might be drafting an Ohio State wide receiver with the top five pick coming up. Well, it that was actually part of when you would look at fields at Ohio State. I'm like, he could just throw it up to Chris Olave. The dude was going to catch it, and it could be thrown over here. He could throw it over here. Like, he, you know, he he didn't have the he had a lot going right for him over there in losing two games as a starter. By the way, uh, maddening. So. It's another world right now for good old Justin without that. Uh, here's one more real quick uh, from Joe. He said, polls needs to be aggressive at the trade deadline. They need to pay whatever the cost is for DJ Moore. Fields will be screwed if he doesn't get help. Adam. Um, <laughs> they're not, they're not giving up a second round draft pick or a first round draft pick for DJ Moore. I don't necessarily disagree with you, Joe, but it's not, I don't think it's happening. Well, definitely not a first round pick. I would consider a second round pick because I, I, I think I think this is that dire that you have to add a significant player sooner rather than later. And you're seeing right now, like, you know, a second round pick might help you. But if it's a wide receiver, like you're going to wait till next April to add a wide receiver in the second, like, let's just, I'm just comparing it. Like, let's say you're using a second round pick on a wide receiver next year. So you've already lost this development opportunity, the help you can get them now. Plus like, look at these guys who got picked in the second round. Like, like, let's look at George Pickens, right? Good yeah. player. I like him. He's making some incredible plays. Not a lot right now, though. He's got to develop at the NFL. They like almost all first round, even first round wide receivers need a year to get going. So give me the guy who, what, he, DJ Moore's still 25? 25. He's 25. Yeah. I, I agree with you for the record. I just don't think How old is do Bayless it. Jones again? Yeah, right. There, he's also 25. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> excellent point. But I, I'm, I'm not saying that he shouldn't do it because I, I think I'm on board. If, they, if I, I, It makes sense. And the Bears have the money. They've got cap space right now. They, can, there's, they certainly have the room for them. I just don't think they're going to do it. You bring them in here, then they have no. They have to develop that chemistry within the season. How fast they can get on the same page and him Fair. work into the offense is a valid question in that calculus. And then also the offensive line is eventually going to get Justin Fields killed. So we trade for DJ Moore, and then Justin is on the shelf because he can't make it through this season. Right, but you've got a lot of needs. I mean, we're, let's start. Let's start filling in the uh, the old. Uh, needs board. If I'm kind of more at the, I mean, I, yeah, I, I want to get Justin as much help as we can, but at the same time, I'd almost want to be trading guys for picks before I start trading they away. Can do that picks. that can, was the Ryan pace they, philosophy. Let's trade picks. They, I want more picks. Okay. I want to add talent. They can do the that too. Who do you, who do you want to trade? Who do you want to trade away? Well, Robert Quinn okay. used to have value. He doesn't have as much anymore. Okay. okay, Robert Quinn for a fourth. Done. Now what else you got? Who else am I trading? I don't think well, you're getting a fourth, fourth. pick for him right now. Yeah, okay, like, Robert what? Quinn for a fifth? Sixth? Six. 
Sixth round. Seventh. You trading Robert Quinn for a six? I mean, Roquan Smith got blown up by Carson Wentz. Oh, my God. You want to trade him? Trade him. You know, we're trading Roquan. He don't want to be here anyway. He, that's not true. Maybe. I don't know. They don't want him here. Somebody doesn't want him here. He don't want to be here. They don't want it. I don't care. You can trade you him. You know what? I, I, if you, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm supporting that idea, but I'm just saying if you're yeah. talking about actually trading somebody for actual picks, that's going to get you something in return. That's your only option. And I, I would argue on, on that one too. If you valued him, really valued him, you would have paid him. Yeah. And you didn't. So hasn't had the great. I mean, he's had he's a been couple up and, plays. He's been up and down. He had one of the greatest games. Like this <laughs> he got exploded by Carson Wentz. Ex oh, it was an explosion. Crazy. Hey, we're going to have Corey Wooten here uh, jump on here in a second. But uh, first, got to tell you about Green Ridge Farm. Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks that we've been talking about. Those are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. Uh, these all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. Each one has 16 grams of protein, making it a perfect post-workout snack. And the meat sticks come in chicken black forest beef and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. I love that jalapeno cheddar. It's so good. Uh, if you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they're made from recipes, generations in the making and being all natural. They deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can find them at Costco, Sam's club, or in your local Chicago land grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at greenridgefarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be absolutely free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. And a shout out because I think we should all go have a couple drinks and play some cornhole right now to our friends at Chi-Town Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box style design is just awesome. It can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, painted. The cornhole boards have they got the built-in drink holders. They've got uh, the LED lighting that is sweet. Uh, Shytone Cornhole, by the way, veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere for any of our people watching overseas tonight, 3 in the morning. God bless you. Love you. Uh, they also offer for the local pickups. They specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, especially for ta tailgaters and backyard barbecues. Corey Wooten, rescue us. Here he is. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Corey, man, that was that was one of the more painful games, and we've seen a lot of painful games. But that, yeah, that was, was a tough was one, rough. man. Tough. Anytime you're at 12, 12 to seven at that point, that's that's tough. I mean, the defense played played good enough to win that game. I thought they had a really good plan from from the get go. We talked about talk uh, starting fast defensively, and that's what they did, right? They were you know way better, you know, stopping that outside zone run. They were getting off on third down. I really like the plan that Alan Williams and company had. Um, it, it was good to Man. see. I mean, it's just a shame because the, the one game that the defense really starts fast and they had a great game and only hold them to 12 points. I mean, and, and we can't get the dub. It's, 
It's just unfortunate. Wood, what was your read on the quarterback tonight? Justin Fields? Uh, it, it was up and down. You know, I, I thought in the second half, uh, I was listening to you guys earlier, like like Hoke said, I thought in the second half he played well enough uh, for them to win. Um, I, I think, you know, at times he holds the ball a little bit too long. I mean, they showed that stat. He's, he's one of the highest when it comes to holding the ball. But he played well enough to win that game. And and tough dude. I mean, he took a lot of hits. Uh, Washington was really – the defensive line was getting after him. I, I felt bad. Like, he took so many hits in this game. Um, you know, at the end, uh, they have a chance to win win the game. He puts the ball to Darnell Mooney. He's got to make that catch. I mean, and, and we win that game. So I, I think it comes down to, hey, he led the team down there. He had an incredible scramble. Uh to keep that drive going, uh, put him in the red zone, put it on the money there. I mean, you know, it was a little high, but Mooney's got to make that catch, right? He's he's our, our big-time receiver, or our best receiver, rather. He's got to make that catch. Corey, uh, tonight seemed like Braxton Jones's welcome to the NFL night. He's had some tough moments, but it seemed like a tough game for him. Uh, how concerned yeah. are you about Braxton Jones going forward? You know, it, it it's getting bad. Man, uh, sweat, sweat, sweat is a real deal pass rusher. I think, I think a lot of people sleep on him. He's very underrated. You know, I think people just started really buzzing about him, but he's he's a talented guy. He has a lot of length, speed, power. Um, so yeah, Braxton Jones it definitely concerned me because you know it seems like the the Bears' plan now is really to get a lot of dropbacks, and they're gonna have to have some chip help. Um, they're gonna have to slide protections to help him with some guard help. Uh, because that that was pretty ugly. I mean, he had his way with him all day, and Justin Fields took too many hits in, in that game. So I think they're going to have to game plan to help him, especially if there's another talented pass rusher that the Bears are going to go against. Yeah, Wood, I just with with Fields right now, and you probably heard some of what we were saying. I, I, what would you do right now to help him? Because it, it's it's just hard to see with what they have on this roster. You know, a, a week after Amir Smith-Marset makes that mistake he did at the end, there he is again in the fourth quarter. They got no other options. They got to put him on the field, and then he's dropping passes. Yeah, I, it's it, it's just a tough situation, you know, with, with this offense in general. Um, you know, I, th- I, th- I think, uh, you know, wh- what they have to do, I think they need to really, really rely on, on this running game and, and get a little bit more of that eye formation, in my opinion you know, to kind of protect Justin Fields. Because you see when, when they're dropping back, he looks a little more comfortable. He's completing passes down the field, but he's taking too many unnecessary hits, right? And I always talked about this, like to, to try to help an offensive line, an eye formation with a tight end or two tight ends, a fullback, it's going to help with that play action. So we can still do drop back passes off the play action, but I think it's going to help that offensive line in there um, because it's, it, it's something that's, the pass rushers just keep getting better, you know, as the season goes on. So it's it's going to be a tough sledding if we can't get things figured out uh, protection wise. I do think sometimes we got to take a deep breath. Uh, go ahead, Rexy. Yeah, well, just to bounce off of what you just yeah. made with that point of bringing the two tight end set in, that was what I was complimenting Luke Getzey on in the Minnesota game. I felt like they went away from that, opened it up to, and and almost to me, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm the I'm the meatball here, but. Me when we bring two tight ends in early in the season, that's more more defenders the line and the blockers have to account for, and you don't yeah. necessarily know who's coming. And mm-hmm. and 
So spreading it out felt like that gave Justin a little more room to survey the field. And if it didn't work, get out of the pocket and make some yards on his own. So you're saying bring the two tight ends back in. But my concern there is, like I said, now there's more defenders to account for in the box. And we already have so many problems blocking the line as it is. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. No, no, yeah. A lot, a lot of times when you do those two tight end sets, it's, it's usually a hard play action look. So you usually, unless they have a design blitz in that thing, a lot of times the tight end is going to stay in and protect, or you know, stay in for a second and then and then go out to the flat. Um, but I think it just it just allows them to g- give them a second, right? Because everyone is thinking, okay, it's a run, so let me play my run gap, and then it kind of opens up things to take a shot and for things to develop, you know? So sometimes maybe not necessarily always two tight ends, but a tight end there, uh, you know, I, I think, it, I think it just gives them a different look and it'll, it'll help protect, you know, this offensive line right now, but I understand Washington, what you're saying. Washington game you, didn't play very much tonight either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't like that, especially, you know, when you're on the goal line, right. In that situation, fourth and one, um, yep. you know, I, I, under, I understand that, that Khalil Herbert got you down the field on that big run. But in my situation, I am putting my best running back in, in David Montgomery in that situation, right? You know he's always going to get a yard in that situation. So I, w- I would have liked the fullback, David Montgomery, two tight ends. Let's run it downhill and, and let's get that yard to, to score. So in, in that situation, I understand sometimes they, they want to give him the ball, Herbert, because he, he drove you down there on that big run. But you got to get the ball in the end zone. The, the Bears have struggled. They're 0, they're 0 for 3 in the red zone can't win games when you're 0 for 3. They're 0 for 3 with first and goal from the 6 or inside the 6. Isn't isn't that pretty bad? (laughs) Red zone, gold zone, you're on the damn gold line three times. Like, I I don't, it's, it's, it's just, I don't, it's the NFL. That's inexcusable. I don't care what personnel you have on the field. Like you got to get in at least once. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. A couple updates coming in from soldier field right now. We will share with you, uh, Nick, our own Nicholas Moriano, who will join us here in a little bit, uh, tweeting a little while ago from Justin Fields press conference that, uh, Justin Fields said he was using a resistance band during the third quarter for a shoulder injury that he was dealing with uh, fields, obviously coming out of this game hurting. Uh, that's not a surprise. You could see it on TV. He was getting up slowly a bunch. And um, so it appears that that's uh, a shoulder injury. I don't know if it's his um, throwing shoulder or not. Uh, according to Mark Grody, it is his left shoulder. So at least it's not his uh, throwing shoulder and it's one he has dislocated before. So guys, your initial reaction to that. Yeah, I, th- I think it comes down to er- everything we saw out there, right? Him taking hits the whole game. It, it-, it kind of makes you cringe a little bit, right? When you have your franchise quarterback who you see starting to improve a little bit and at points he was running for his life, right? Some of those plays where he's scrambling and he got down at times, he got out of bounds, but there was a couple when he was fighting to try to get in the end zone on that one scramble. And I was like, man, he took a hit. And that that he could he could have been knocked out cold if if that uh safety came up and and hit him right in the head. So he it's it's a tough situation, right? Because that's one of his greatest strengths is is to scramble. But there's like a th- there's a fine line, right, where you have to draw the line sometimes. Where you're like, listen, I understand you're trying to get yardage in this, but you have you have to learn how to pick those those chances when you're going for for extra yards or not. So yeah, it's just 
I, I don't I don't even know what, what the stats were about how many times he was hit throughout the whole game, but it was it, it was up there, man. I it probably had to be over twenty something times that, that he was hit in that game. I'm starting to get a little more grounded on the quarterback. At least that's what it feels like to me right now. Look, you know, he had a rough night tonight. He got cracked all over the place. He had disappointments littered along the way. And then when they had to have it, when they absolutely had to have it, he had an incredible run down to the five-yard line. And then he threw a pass to Dante Pettis. Right, one that Pettis is it it he's it's a pass interference and Horry should have caught it both, and he threw another pass to Mooney. So but see, Car- Carmen, caught. I think that yeah. gets back to to what and Corey, I'd like to hear what you have to say about this because, like, what's so maddening is yes, we see those moments, but like, and I'm seeing a quote here from Justin. Uh, it just went by, so I apologize. I don't. Oh, Alex Shapiro tweeting. Actually, they said on the Miss TD to Ryan Griffin that Griffin probably could have run a little bit more. Sure, but he says, but I've got to hit that. I'm an NFL quarterback. I've got to hit that. And that's what I was getting at earlier. It's like any NFL quarterback should have made some of those plays early on. So, like, it, it, that's the frustrating part is it's just like, you should have been up 14 nothing, and, and you're probably in that type of game not going to relinquish that lead. Yeah, that, that's the most frustrating part, um, you know, especially that throw in particular for him. That's an easy confidence-building throw where you just you just think it out there. That's that's a, that's a nice lob out there. That's, that's six all day, right? And you look at this situation, you know, if, if they were able to capitalize in that red zone, we could be talking about them putting up potentially – 21 24 points you know if not more right because you don't know how how confidence building that is for a team to go in there like you said be up 14 nothing and all of a sudden you get things going Justin Fields gets a little more confident it reinvigorates that offensive line it gets things going but you know they were struggling back and forth but yeah that that one is is the most frustrating one to me is the Griffin throw because that that's easy pitch and catch all day like that's that should that should be 100 percent all day trying to think like you're the bears now you're you're two and four you're probably not all that surprised that you're two and four you've got a significant break between your next game i I want i'll be very interested to see what transpires between now and then with the roster if if they do a minor tinkering if they do nothing and how they come out of this sort of mini buy uh as far as Anything different with the quarterback? I don't know. There's a. It feels like they can. This is a, n- a nice little break in the in the schedule for them to sort of reassess where they're at. I, I'll, I'll be interested to see what they do. So, Carm, you said about about the quarterback. What, what, what do you mean as far as that? Well, like, well uh, how are you going to what we were talking about earlier? Put him in the best position that a he's not getting killed. Like, how how do, how do you lighten his load right now? In essence. How, what, what, if anything, can they do up front? What, if anything, play calling wise, like how is Luke Getzey when he gets to get, has a little extra second or to step back and look at what he's done? What, what changes does he make? Uh, if, if, and maybe there's nothing, maybe it just looks exactly the same. Uh, yeah. but I, you know, I, I do think it's a, an, an interesting point in the season right them right now for them. Yeah. And I, I kind of heard you guys talking about possibly DJ Moore, right? That conversation came up and I, I heard what you said, Hogue, about, about the second round pick, right? Potentially giving up a second round pick if that's that's what they want, and then potentially 
drafting uh, someone uh, next year, right? If we didn't get DJ Moore, but I understand like DJ Moore is is a talented guy. So second or third round for a guy that's his first three years had over a thousand yards. He probably will get over a thousand yards this year, depending on what's going on over there. I know they've been struggling, but I, I think why why not? Right? He's a guy that can come in and and help you right now, right? Because you Justin Fields needs help. We do do not have enough playmakers. When Dante Pettis, no offense to him by any means, when he's your best receiver out there today, right? That that's telling you everything you need to know. Um, you know, you you turn on the film and you look at other guys around the league. You look at last week, Justin Jefferson, right? That's that's a little different at wide receiver. You know, you look you look at Jamar Chase when you turn on the Bengals tape. So all these teams, you know, have these great receivers to help their quarterbacks out. So. If, if I'm Ryan Poles, I'm making a push at DJ Moore. I mean, you need it at this point, right? You need the weapons. I think offensive line at this point, this, this is the best we're going to get at this point, right? We, we have to game plan around the offensive line. Like I said, getting some of that eye formation, really disguise the play action to help these guys because Braxton Jones got exposed today, right? It's going to help out the offensive line. It's going to help Justin Fields out. It's going to keep him cleaner. So I think that's what you could do game plan wise. You go out and you try to make a push for DJ Moore. And then, you know, next year in, in the offseason, you, you sure up that left tackle position and, and and some of the other positions on the offensive line. But I think that's yeah. the best that you can do at this point. It's almost, if anything, to do it for Justin to not completely lose his mind about this stuff because I'm seeing a, a quote from him in the, in the locker room for my guys uh, over at 79th and House, and they tweeted, that Justin said, we always get told that we're almost there, almost there. I'm tired of hearing it. We've got to improve. And you can just see it how when they turn to him on the sidelines and how pissed off he is, you know, when there's mistake after mistake and, you know, some of them are on him as well, but, you know, you can just see where, you know, we are frustrated as fans going through this week to week, but for him, his career is on the line and this is part of, you know, this is why you're hearing it come out in the quotes now, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm assuming when he's saying that that's what the coaches are saying to him. He's in his second year. This is Flus's first year. So he's preaching patience. And Justin's like, look, I'm in the second year of my career. Now I'm, I want to get going. I'm not here to wait another year to, you know, b- before you bring me weapons, you know, I can definitely see where he's coming from in that regard. By the way, these are players that Ryan Poles brought in this year. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think that has to be on the table for discussion. We're not talking about, you know, players with bad contracts that he was stuck with from the last regime. We're talking about Dante Pettis. We're talking about Amir Smith Marset. We're talking about uh, guys he drafted or signed on that offensive line. I mean, Sam Mustafer is somebody that's a holdover, but you you supposedly brought in veterans two of which aren't even playing right now in Schofield and Riley reef like right the you know whatever the players are that you're blaming here there was a huge roster turnover and I get that you are you didn't want to throw out more bad money and all that stuff but these mistakes that are being made are being made by players you brought in the Valus one is you know it was considered a reach at the time. Most people were scratching their heads they, that they overdraft him at that slot. And and for how it's gone to this point, it, it just, it's not a feather in the cap of, of Ryan Pulse. It's just not. Uh, so, 
I mean, offensive line wise, I, I I'd have to go back and look at like what what they could have done better. But that was also that was the thing too, right? He is the offensive line guru. This guy knows what it takes up front. He was an offensive lineman. I'm like, just because he played the offensive line does not make him a guru of the offensive line. It doesn't work like that. That, that. That's not that's that's a pretty big leap to make that all of a sudden, well, he's definitely can do the offensive line because he played there for five seconds in the league. I, I just I didn't I didn't get uh, the, otherwise then they should have just hired a, a GM that played quarterback. Right, and, right. That, that would just automatically fix all the Bears' problems for the last one hundred years. Yeah, if I can say one thing, right? You got you guys look at the Giants, right? They're they're a pretty similar team to to what we have right now, right? They have a young quarterback, they have a very good running uh, running game, right? Defensively, they're a little bit better than us, but as far as wide receivers, right? They really do not have anybody, and they're four and one at this point, right? Why? Because they run the football, they they put Daniel Jones in a position to succeed, right? They take the pressure off him. And everyone and and from the Giants because I have a, I have a lot of friends and, and people I know you know that are that are writers for the Giants that Daniel Jones people have wanted him out of there right at this point and they're like oh we don't believe in him but w- what has Brian Dable done he's done a great game plan to 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 kind of hey what is Daniel Jones good at that's what I'm gonna do okay we're gonna run the ball with Saquon and then we're gonna work some play action right and we're not we're not gonna put anything put him in a position not to succeed. That's what they've been doing. They've been playing better defense than the Bears have. But that's the kind of plan that I thought the Bears would have for this year. That's how I thought. We play great defense. We stop the run. We rely on our running game and then work some of these play actions to take the pressure off Justin Fields. So I, I think a, a lot of that is, is defensively. We, we can't stop a lick, you know, to be able to do that time of possession type of game. Tonight we controlled the possession. Tonight they right? did. They bounced yeah, tonight back. Tonight they did. But, but – so far this season, we haven't been able to do that. But going forward, I think that's what it has to be, that type of – you know, obviously once things go – then you can open up things. But to protect Justin Fields, because you don't want to hurt his development. At this point, taking hits like that, you know, literally Montez Sweat, you know, on his third move is hitting him, you know, on his on his third step in there. You, you don't you don't want to hinder his development, and I think – you know, it's 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 a fine line because you want him to get better. You want to open up the passing package, which they have the, the past two weeks. And in Minnesota, they did a pretty good job defending those two talented pass rushers. But this week, they didn't have an answer for anybody. You know, Lucas Patrick was getting dominated. Braxton Jones was getting dominated. Orem at times. Mustafer. I mean, across the board, like they 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 outplayed them all day. So you just you just have to be cognizant about Justin Fields. I, I think that's the biggest thing because you don't want to hurt get him hurt. At this point, because today it looked like there was a bunch of times where where he was hurting. Yeah, I'm shocked he finished the game, quite frankly. Me too. Like it it was looking. I wasn't sure he was coming back. He took out his knee. Oh, that shot to his knee. Uh, By the way, I thought you couldn't go low on the quarterbacks anymore. Yeah, I I thought so too. But I guess they're like, hey, our, our quarterback hasn't been playing that well. So he doesn't he doesn't get that call. I, I, I didn't understand that, right? Every every quarterback in the league gets that low call, right? Whether you trip, whether you fall. And I know it was an accident. He didn't mean to hit, to hit him low. But any other quarterback, that's getting called all day. Shout out. Thanks for the super chat. Ryan, Ryan Burden. Justin Fields has bionic knees. How did his leg not explode on that low sack? That wasn't called, by the way. Which uh, I, Burden, we're with you, brother. Just catching up on Super Chats. Thanks for the daily content, y'all. Thank you, Ryan. 
Yeah, good, good stuff. How, how about how about how about in the Raiders game last year? You remember what it looked like? He tore his ACL, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And he comes out like nothing happened. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I was I, I was literally I was like, "Yo, his knee is done. He's he's done. He's he's done for the season." ACL, and he pops up. I'm like, "Oh my goodness! This dude has bionic knees. I think he does for real." But like, doesn't flexible. it? I, I hate to I hate to say this because no one wants to even think about it, but doesn't it feel like we're all bracing for the worst right now with like the beating he's taking? He's and that's the ahead. last thing any of us want to see. No, that we, we don't want to see that at all. And I always bring up that Robert Griffin, the third, right? He he was on the trajectory to be the next big thing, right? And 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 that rookie season when he turned Washington around when they were struggling, and then all of a sudden leading them to victory, and you know, he took a couple hits. And was never the same after that. After he tore his ACL, so I'm just hoping that they keep in mind Justin Fields' future, right? Because in the scheme of things, you you want to keep your quarterback nowadays as clean as you can, right? Him scrambling and taking these unnecessary hits at times can't do it. You can't do it because he he's not going to be able to last in this league like taking hits like that. Griffin was in space, I think, just a drop more, but it's still terrifying. Hey. Well, just from a defensive lineman standpoint, you, you talked about sweat earlier. This is a little bit of a left turn, but like, mm-hmm. I just can't remember any dude who literally doesn't, he doesn't make a move. He just runs, he runs you over and knocks you into the quarterback. I was watching him last week and I'm like, this is going to be a huge problem because he's not yeah. trying to run around you. He's running right through you. And he, and he did it like, I don't know how many times tonight. Yeah, he used a lot of power. I mean, dude, dude's got some long arms. He has got he plays with a lot of leverage. So, you know, length is strength, right? So a lot of times you see in him, you're like, oh, it just looks like a bull rush. But he's inside the chest plate of Braxton Jones, right, with that left arm because he's rushing on that right side. And then he's just he's just forcing the issue over there. And Braxton Jones has has no idea. And then the the one move where he where he stabbed him and then chopped with the outside arm. I mean, he he is really talented at using his leverage and uh you know was kind of mixing it up at times with them. So hey I think I think any any rusher out there, they're gonna see a rookie left tackle and, and they're gonna be feasting, right? They're, they're gonna be pinning their ears back ready to go. And that's what you saw with Sweat. I'm surprised he didn't have five sacks in this game. Kind of like that 2012 uh Alden Smith game in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. boy. Yeah. Jamarcus, Jamarcus Webb spin cycle. Night. Yeah. And, and, and Gabe Karimi. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He, I remember <laughs> that game and I was like, oh, my goodness, man. Like they, they beat the brakes off us. Um, it, was, it was it was bad. That was hey, Colin Court. Kaepernick's uh, first game out party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, hey, they, I, I want to ask you, though, what happens in the defensive uh, meeting rooms or or conversations or whatever when a uh a guy who's trying to be a highly paid linebacker gets blasted by the quarterback i i think everybody is roasting him right because you never let a quarterback decleat you come on roquan i know he didn't see it happening but hey you know if he popped you a little bit but you got to stay on your feet even if you grab him right you can't leave your feet in that situation but at at the same time in, in carson wentz defense He's a he's a bigger quarterback, right? He's about six six five, six four, about two thirty five. So, yeah, hey, yeah. but but he, but he, he you can't let him deplete you. You gotta you got it's like in boxing, right? If you're about to get knocked out or something, you clinch. <laughs> you should have clinched him. <laughs> hey Corey, I know all the focus will be on Fields and the lack of help he gets, and this almost plays into it with the picks they made with their first two. But Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon. I feel like are really starting to turn a corner 
uh, specifically Kyler Gordon here these last two games. I thought he played really well tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you seeing from those two guys? Because I feel like the future is bright for them. Yeah, I, I think Brisker has the edge on him just overall this season. But I agree with you. The past two weeks, they, they, they've really, you know, kind of come into their own, especially I love the call by Alan Williams bringing Brisker early on, right? Having that sack. That's something we talked about, right? Them struggling to generate that pressure with that front four. What does he do? Dial up that blitz off the edge. And then Brisker been downhill on the run plays, been great in coverage. And Gordon, right? He was the weak link, right? The first couple of weeks. We were like, man, this is bad. They were attacking him. He was kind of off on his coverage, you know, playing 12 to 15 yards off his guy. And they were kind of just doing the dink and dunks. And then all of a sudden he started playing up in that second half against Minnesota and we saw him get a little more confident. And this week he looked really good. So it's it's good to see that those young guys that they drafted are, are stepping up and, and looking like they're going to be integral part of, of the Bears for the next couple of years. A positive. I found there, one. Yep. There you go. <laughs> good job. All right, well, let's let Luke go. It's been a long night. A lot of bad football we had to sit through and watch and talk <laughs> about. Uh, you'll be back with us Monday, though. Looking forward sure. to it. And uh, by then, you'll have a chance to look at the tape. Unfortunately, we do all have to rewatch this game. Um, but <laughs> we'll, t- we'll talk about it all on Monday. Exactly. Appreciate you guys. Good talking with y'all. See y'all Corey, you're the best. All right. There he is, Corey Wooten. All right. I know we got a lot of super chats. They're backed up. Lawrence has them all ready to go. Um, so Lawrence, why don't you just read through them? Fire away. Okay. Well, there's a lot a, of reading there's for a, you. There's a lot of upset people. Hey, we I'm appreciate just gonna, I'm just going to rip through a couple of these because we don't need to necessarily talk about a lot of them. There are just some angry people out there, but uh, thank you for giving us some of these super chats. Casey, as a Bears fan, I feel like it's almost a prerequisite to feel nauseous after every game <laughs> as, as Carmen leaves the set to go throw up in the corner. Um, here's, this is from, uh, James Emodi. I'm sorry. I can't say that last name. 499. Thank you, sir. Who is to blame for the bears? Fails. George McCaskey hashtag. He's not a fan. He never was. Oof. It, at least he's not Dan ass Snyder. George. Well, well I sure. appreciate the fact that you got to be better at your job, but at least you're a good person. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Let Dan Michael Teller 99 flu sketchy polls equal frauds. Neg- negligent roster. Yeesh. That was not a good one. Um, let's it's see. A bad roster. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, oh, Santiago says, uh, no question about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. He must be watching a lot of uh, CGO Cody's burner. Yeah, that's Cody's burner. Yes, exactly. Uh, sorry, Carmen. I know you love these. Uh, Steve B says Carmen has no clue. I don't know. Thank what that was you, about, Steve. But, uh, that was earlier. Thank you, Steve. Um, let's see. That was uh, worth it. Matt W. J- uh, Justin Fields needs a left guard and right tackle and two wide receivers. Pettis had a PI. Ah, okay, sure, Matt. And he also says for five dollars. By the way, love his dog. Look at his cute dog. That that at least brightens the evening. Uh, he says Bears need DJ Moore and JSN. Get a left guard and right tackle in the draft. Bears are good. Okay, so. Double super chat from Matt. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Matt. Wide receivers, uh, no doubt. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. Trifecta from Matt. Uh, he says the defense wasn't the problem. It's all on the offense. Uh, Matt is just loading him up. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Doug Dyer, a couple dollars. Lucas Patrick at left guard is coward at right guard. Move him now. Thoughts on that? Lucas Patrick at, car- at left guard. 
is Coward at right guard. Oh, I got oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Rashad Coward, my guy. I was like, yeah, do you want to bring he, I, <laughs> I thought he wanted to bring Rashad Coward back. No. No problems. And Luke, let's look. I know they're struggling, but Lucas Patrick is not as bad as Rashad Coward was. No. <laughs> All right, there's another <laughs> another two dollars from Santiago, I think. Uh lost on the Bears money line and two dollars now at event. <laughs> Thank you. So hashtag sell the team. That's a good one. Uh, I just like that at eleven twenty one at night we have a Rashad Coward ref. Uh, yeah, well, you, yeah, you got to. Yeah, we're an hour into the show. That figures the Rashad Shard Coward reference should be happening. Uh, let's see. This one's from John. Five bucks. Says, Justin has to be better, but he put the team put them in position to win the game. Two back to back touchdown throws were dropped. Missed PI. Mooney lets his QB down. Hashtag or just brutal. He just didn't. Say I guess I saw in the post game comments that Mooney said he lost the ball in the lights. For a split second, or he would have caught the ball. Adam shaking his head. I'm just so sick of excuses, man. I'm just so it's exhausting with this team. Just make a damn play. They're it's shooting a, at the lights. It's it's a simple. <laughs> lights want to be as bright in a dome. Hey, now there we go. Right, You're at the pylon. Next play. up, uh, this this one's uh, definitely for Carm from from our guy Doug. Weak old wings over Patrick at left guard. Uh, shout out to <laughs> Carm's wings. Did anybody get my "they're shooting at the lights" reference? Uh, what? Yeah, no. what was that from? I, I vaguely remember it, shooting at the lights. Very late in the evening. We've <laughs> yeah, been on that, for like five straight hours. That that would be diehard. Die sure, great. Uh, Aaron Owens. Sure, great. Uh, Lucas gets destroyed. Bears coaches. K take Tev out. I don't really quite understand the. Did you get the other the reference there? Uh, oh, I get it. So he's saying that uh, Lucas Patrick gets destroyed, and so the Bears coaches are like, "All right, let's take Tevin Jenkins out." Ah, yeah, that is that's yeah. good. Good job, Tev Aaron. Was Thank hurt. you. Tev was hurt. Uh, yeah. Uh, Next one. That was weird though, but then he was magically okay when he was back in the game later, and I was like, "Up, oh, I saw him." Yeah. Uh, let's see, Seth, five dollars. Thank you, sir. He says, "With the performance of some players this week, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears made moves this week." Thoughts on that? I, I think that's going to be the case. I, I, I don't know, and I, been on record here for quite a while that I am a Amir Smith Marset fan, but. I don't see how he makes it through this tenure. You can't drop that ball on fourth down after what you did last week. I just don't see how he makes it. At least put him on your practice squad or something. Like, it's it just. I think that they are ready to grit their teeth and bear it for the rest of the year. But I mean, you they... could see the frustration coming from Justin Fields. Everybody's tweeting right now. He's sick of being almost there. And some of it's on him. And he's got to man up and make better plays, but he he needs some help, man. It's he did everything he possibly could have late in that game to win it, despite everything that happened before. That's all you ask from your quarterback, right? Like next play mentality. Whatever you screwed up, go to the next play. Whatever the circumstances are of that game, even if it's because they give you a gift miss field goal at the end. He did what he had to do and he didn't get any help. Yeah, I like this one uh, from uh, Will's YX, the ZY pod. Uh, thank you, Will, for this uh, super chat. He says that uh, Ari uh, Justin Fields, progress isn't linear. The offense was moving all day. He carried the team two weeks in a row, never quits. He threw two game-winning passes. He's progressing. 
Yeah, they, they just weren't caught. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah but we're with you. Will ZXY the Z bipod <laughs> love you? We're with you, buddy. On the other side of that, this is from Kevin for $9.99. Thank you, Kevin. He says, we need to stop justifying Justin's bad play because he had a few good plays. We do that with every Chicago QB, Sexy Rexy, Smokin' Jay, Mitch, on and on. I, I didn't, Kevin, just for me personally, I did not do that. I, I didn't say one damn good thing about uh, Sexy Rexy when he was here uh, <laughs> and, and or and or Smokin' Jay for yeah, that you, matter. And I, I don't think I said much good about Mitch either. This is, I, to me, Fields is different. You were a Kyle Orton guy, weren't you? No, but I, I mean, like Kevin's not completely off. Um, I mean, Justin has a lot of excuses you can pull from. Just like the other, I mean, you know, Jay had a different offensive coordinator every year. Rex had no excuse. He had a great team around him. And uh, Mitch, you know, had Nagy uh, to lean on for excuses. Um, you know, I will say Justin has, I think, maybe one game where he played four good quarters against the Lions last year. And outside of that, the moments he's had have been one half of a flash against the Steelers, uh, the second half flash against the 49ers in the monsoon, uh, the second half flash against Minnesota. I understand he has no talent around him. I, I will continue to say that. So I'm not saying, you know, I understand why Justin is struggling to put together four quarters. His team sucks, but the fact does remain. He has yet to put together four quarters, correct? Yeah. Correct. And yeah. and I, that's why I'm going to just keep doing what I've been doing. And I appreciate those of you that have figured it out. I'm not a Fields hater. I actually like the guy. I still think he's going to – I still would side with his talent. But I'm going to tell you when it's his fault. I'm going to tell you when it's not and he needs help. And, you know, my fear, though, is just that this is Chicago and this is an organization that always screws this up. And I want to believe that Ryan Poles has this grand plan to put together a team, you know, sometime between 2023 and 2024. But, you know, the evaluation on these young quarterbacks only lasts so long. Next year's already year three for him. You know, you got to make a decision on the fifth-year option. And that's that. why he's pissed off because right. he's like, I'm not – I don't want to wait another year, but he's going to have to. I mean, Ryan pulls the moves they made this offseason told you they were ready to be terrible. You know, and we all as Bears fans tried to gas ourselves up into different win totals and, and dreams of progress beyond Matt Nagy because he was, you know, the problem here. He definitely was a big problem here, but. You know, they gutted this roster from the mo for the most part and didn't bring in very much, you know, because they're saving that money for this offseason. So Ryan Poles told you without telling you that prepare. And we all didn't really want to listen to it. You know, a lot of experts, you know, this offseason got thrashed for saying this is a, you know, four, three, four, five win team. And every week this is becoming more and more of a, of a real possibility. All right. I think we have Nick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We do have Hold some more super field. chat, but we also have a Nick Moriano. So let's talk to him. What do you say? What's up, Nick? What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? Uh, you're in vertical land, but that's fine. I'll give you that. That's We're okay. doing great, Nick. 
What's it like in vertical land? You're in vertical. Wait, you don't like it. Well, Nick's never lived in vertical land. Let's be honest. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to stay in vertical land because I'm I'm just going to keep it like this. That was a height joke. I don't know if it landed. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, no. It just went over my head because I'm not (laughs) in vertical land. Uh, Yeah, guys. So got back from the press conferences, and we'll start with Justin Fields real quickly. Um, actually, before he went to his press conference, Luke Getze was actually in the locker room, and he sat with Justin Fields. Darnell Mooney was right next to him. They're just at the locker, and Getze like has his right hand on his right leg, kind of comforting him, and then gives him a hug at the end before he leaves. And then after that, Justin Fields just looking down, like looking down at the ground, probably thinking like, "What the hell is the rest of the season going to be?" Knowing that that's my offensive line, but. Um, he was talking to Darnell Mooney for a long time, just a long time before he eventually entered his press conference. And the first question he's asked is like, how is your body feeling? How are you feeling physically? And he said, I'm hurting. But it's like it's a long break for him to get better. And he's probably going to need each and every day that he has extra because he took a beating tonight, you guys. A beating. Fields should call me. I've got a great place that's above board. Unbelievable massage place. Just get, just go in there for a nice two hour. It it'll make the it'll it'll take him right back to where he needs to be. It's above just board, Bryce. Above, above board, above board. But that it, so, Nick, you're watching him. It sounds to me like you're worried about his mental state. You know, I, I feel like he's been more down in, in previous press conferences. Even though, like this one, obviously the loss and coming all the way down and knowing that he could have ended the game, but. I think that what's weighing on Fields and all his Bears teammates is that the lack of execution of finishing. He was asked, what do you guys need to do better in the red zone? One word answer, finish. And he said, I'm tired of almost here. He said each and every week he keeps hearing, hey, we're almost there. Well, he's tired of hearing that. He's tired of hearing, oh, you guys are almost there. So I think it's the fact that, hey, there, there were opportunities throughout this game. He highlighted, you know, the, the run to Montgomery that didn't go for a, a touchdown. He highlights all the red zone plays that didn't connect. The Ryan Griffin play. He said, yes, Ryan can probably run a little bit more in his route, but I just need to hit that. I'm an NFL quarterback. He just needs to hit that throw. So it, to me, it just feels like the lack of execution, not finishing, is weighing on on Justin Fields and his teammates. Can I have a quick question on that Ryan Griffin comment? Was he led in the question – when he did answer it in that way of saying, could Ryan have ran through it more? Like, was the question framed? Ryan did No, I think they just asked he... what happened on that play. What happened with the misconnect? And Ibrafus was asked about it too, and he says he has to go back and watch the tape, so useless uh, in terms of trying to get the, the diagnosis of it. But, yeah, I don't think it was asked about um, whether or not he needs to, to run there. He said it's just not comp- – he brought it up himself, actually, so asked about the red zone woes. Then he brings up the Ryan Griffin play himself, Justin Fields. I, I got news for Matty Rufus. Doesn't need to watch the tape on that play. Guy was wide freaking open, throw the ball to him, touchdown. I mean. Like I get Justin's yeah. frustrated. I'm not gonna take too much from answers in a post-game podium. And he's a good he's shown to be a good leader. He went up to Marset after the mistake. It looked like he went up to Valus after his mistake this week. But you know, I just wish he'd leave out the what Ryan Griffin could do better because he should have hit the pass at the end of the day and just leave it at that. But I know he's frustrated. He's human. 
can I just say this is a level of hogue that I'm and I'm haven't enjoyed ever before and i'm really enjoying it now just like i've been podcasting since they started podcasting and i've seen this eight thousand times and i really just can't see it again and or talk about it i'm so it's just yeah I, i'm i'm disgusted i really am guys i just i it's it's just it's oh it's just it just happens over and over and you know nick knows yeah, knows, I mean, it's just there's just too many of these games and we can't. Uh, that's why I'm kind of going after polls tonight a little bit, too. Like we can't just sit here. OK, like the owner sit there and they go, OK, new GM, new coach. Let's start all the blind faith again. Like uh, that's why I'm going to keep pointing out these guys making these mistakes are the players. By the way, Carm, you look amazing right now. Can I just point that out? <laughs> <laughs> just eating. downing i would have i think that like bottle of beer was empty like 10 minutes ago i, I there's no you're, you're there's just no searching water. for more in there you're hoping there's more in there there's a drop and i've been searching for the water too and i'm and i and i i don't know what's happening i'm i i'm i'm, I'm talking to myself also like could would you could you pull it together here i'm like eh, been here for seven hours like it's it's, it's okay con wherever you're at please keep going speaking of uh drinking alcoholic beverages i was sitting right next to carmy v and she was saying for watching this game, you know, some press boxes after the game will give you maybe let you have an alcoholic beverage. We needed that during the game, you guys, watching the entirety of this one, because obviously it got entertaining at the very end. But it's like you were saying, Adam, it's like the same old story. OK, the defense showed up in the first half. Right. And then, the, of course, the offense is non-existent. They can't coincide and live together. It's not how this works. But uh, I feel you on the beverage there, uh, Mark. Yeah. By the way, good luck getting uh, those people at Soldier Field to get you a beer in the press box. They can't even get you coffee that doesn't taste like dirt and is also seven thousand degrees. Oh, I this- had the coffee. I had the coffee for the first time today. Wow! Yeah, you're exactly right. You described it perfectly, Adam. It, it is, guys. I can't even tell you how hot it is. Like it is. You you have to put ice in it just to make it tolerable. Uh, my, our all old friend, Barry Rosner used to come in with a giant thing of Dunkin' Donuts just for himself, Dunkin' Donuts coffee for himself, because the, it's just not even drinkable. The soldier field coffee. Shout out Rosner. Hey, they, they, they do have the bulls writers slash, uh, anybody else, I guess, whatever they, they have beer bulls press beer after the game. God bless them. Boom. Hey, hey Nick, um, when do we start becoming, very critical of Ryan Poles and his inability to address offensive talent around the franchise You're quarterback. Poles pile on. I like. I don't know because hey, I like. Twan is too. Twan is, Twan is through a super chat in here. How much faith should we have in the GM to not mess up the draft and free agency and go heavy in defense? I.e., two first picks on defenses last April. Nick, everyone's saying well, it. Nick. I, I mean, guys, look, their third-round draft pick, Bayless Jones Jr., can't even do the job that he's brought in here to do is catch punts. And Eberflus, he was asked about, like, does he just need to get more comfortable? He's like, well, the number one job is to to catch. catch yeah, I'm punts, with so Flutes to- on that. Yes. They're, they're, yes. Your job is to, to, to catch the ball. That's it. Or not. Or to let it go into the end zone. And if you can't do it, you put somebody else in there and can't. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But that, that one specifically fires me up. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if you're 25. I don't care if you're 19. You're a third-round pick. You're a seventh-round pick. a 25-year-old pick. rookie. You're the punt returner. Catch the ball. 
I don't know what I, Mark's doing over there, but I, what I don't understand about that play, dude, what did you think you were going to do when you caught it? Once you were stumbling around and were like falling all over, so just let the thing go. You're and in the nine yard line. The one you- before that, he didn't even really try to catch. And right, had guys. he tried to, he would have at least drawn an interference because the gunner was between him and the ball. He was hesitant all night, to be completely yeah. honest, on all the punts. He didn't know how, how to handle it. He, he was reading it wrong, and we got a chance to listen to him after the game. Uh, he just said on that one, just trying to do too much, should have let the ball go in the end zone. Obviously, he knows, but he says he knows who he is, and again, just try to do too much. He was asked, do you think you'll you know, be in that position moving forward? And, you know, he's going to let the coaches you know, decide there. But listen to what Iberflu said, the number one job is to catch. And he said, we're going to reassess that position. And if he can't do that. Damn right. Okay, so yeah, if you yeah. noticed it, Nick, and Mark noticed it during the telecast that he was struggling to catch punts all night, and he's already fumbled a punt that cost you in a big game. Mm-hmm. Matt Eberflew says in the postgame, well, his job is to catch punts. Well, your job is to evaluate your players during the game, as Mark pointed out, and he shouldn't be catching the punts. If everyone else is seeing that he's not trustworthy, why does Matt Eberflus not see it until disaster strikes twice? I think that's, I would think that'd be on Hightower more than, you know, yes. anybody because he would know exactly his guy. And actually, credit to him, Bayless was going to go out on the next kickoff. Hightower yanked, or like Hightower said, no, you're not going in there. I think it was, was it Herbert that was the kick return on that, that play? We have to go back and see, but credit to Herb Howard for noticing that. He's like, yo, they just said, hey, Bayless, you're not going in there. You're not going in as a quick return. We can't, you like, you you can't touch you. You did something weird with your mic. You just went into a tunnel. I don't know what just happened. Yeah, uh, um, that is true. But what, uh, uh, yes, 100% that's on Hightower. You you have to recognize that. You have to you have to swap him up. But here's the other problem, guys. Who are the other options? Dante Pettis, he had problems catching the ball earlier in the season and in the preseason. Amir Smith-Marset. Amir Smith-Marset. I, I, I can't trust him to do anything right now. So, put, again, put that goes back, back to the roster. Put Ebner back there. Let Justin Fields catch the ball. <laughs> it's his offense. <laughs> uh, hey, hey Justin, go out there and just fair catch, catch the punt the for punt. us. Can you just fair catch it? We don't want you to get hurt. Just fair catch it. Can you do that one? Uh, Nick, Matt, uh, good, good stuff Bailich. setting the scene on the, uh, the locker room and, um, you know, with uh, Getsy hugging – fields and all that anything else we should know from the locker room yeah just real quickly from Darnell Mooney he obviously had a lot of um, attention after him in the post game on that one you know he he said if, if he catches it it's a touchdown and he said he couldn't see it initially with the lights he did acknowledge that and then just need to close the game have to make that play had the final play and just had to win the game and he couldn't do it and you know when Getsy was saying next to fields Mooney was on the other side of fields and they were talking. There were some smiles that, you know, were, I guess, shared there between them. But I think Fields said in his post games, like, yeah, he catched it. It's a touchdown. And we just need to finish. Going around, again, the night, the, the theme here, the Bears couldn't finish on multiple different occasions. And when they had the opportunity to win the game, to win my three-leg pair away, they failed and they lost. And I lost it. So that's, that's how the game kind of ended for me. Uh, all right, Nick, we're going to let you go. I uh, appreciate it. Good stuff tonight. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.
We'll do it. We'll do this all over again, you guys. See ya. All right, Nick's all Nick's work uh, will be up at allchgo.com. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you uh, read it either tonight or tomorrow morning. And also follow him on Twitter at Nicholas Mariano for all the latest. Um, some tweets up from the locker room and the press conferences as well. And for a transcript of what Nick said, the final four minutes of his hit, you can email uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Yeah, I've got, I, I don't know what happened with Mike there. It's, you know, it's fine. Lost to a team where the quarterback threw for 99 yards. Adam. Yeah, well, didn't that happen two weeks ago, too? Some idiot's going to tell me, like, I told you Carson Wentz was undefeated on Thursday night. That's why they lost. Carson Wentz sucked tonight. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. God, it's annoying. That is did, such an annoying loss. Didn't Daniel is, Jones have 78 yards or whatever a couple weeks ago when they lost to him? Not uh, great. Sure. Yes, I'm in a daze. Is that <sighs> right? Was it 78? Is that really what it was? 78. I think it was. I think they've now lost to two quarterbacks. They didn't even throw over 100 yards. Bears. I'm looking it up. Unbelievable. All right, uh, let's get to uh, we'll get to your notes in here in a second. Let's finish I, off these super chats. I have no notes. Perfect. No, uh, no. Here's the first one. I just sat there and stared yeah, at the screen all night. That's yeah. my notes for yeah. tonight. Oh, that's right. You were... on. Just just go back and watch the live stream four hour watch along <laughs> Good that point. we did. There you go. Thomas Dart, 1999. Thank you, sir. Josh Allen wasn't an all pro until he had Stefan Diggs. Sure. Okay. Oh. I mean, it is true that that's, that's the blueprint. They got him going into year three, and he took off. It certainly helped. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, Sly Bug, $10. He's not exactly uh, on the same page. Sick of the can field's I, can I, Lawrence, I'm sorry. Can I just say one more oh. thing on that, though? Like, yeah. the hope, though, was that Darnell Mooney could become Stephon Diggs. Oh, I was hoping we would get another Stephon Diggs. And, well, yeah, that, too. But my point is... You talk this guy up like he could be your Stephon Diggs, and he cannot be dropping the game-winning touchdown on the last play at the goal line. Yes. We we have the video out at, at CHGO Bears of, of us celebrating what we thought might have been the game-winning touchdown. I haven't been able to listen to it yet because we're on the show, but it's, I mean, Cody's just standing up with with his, with his hands up like it was a touchdown. Bragg's just excited for five seconds that he looks like he's going to die. I'm holding up the football. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, oh. this is... <laughs> It's on the main CHGO. It's on the main I one. I think I don't know. No, no it's over it here. Hold on. Let me uh, let me <laughs> let me bring this up for everyone to watch because we all want to see this. Oh, I'll read the super chat in the meantime. Uh, Sly Boog ten dollars says sick of the field's excuses. Remember when our wide receiver group consisted of Iglesias, Aroma should do, and Hester. Aroma should do. Aroma should do. Aroma should do. I love game-winning touchdown in overtime against the Vikings. There's lots of ex factors, but this is truly bad. I don't want to be patient for four years like with Mitch. No, 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 no. Don't. No, no. He's not that. Come on, please. I know that people think that, but he's not. He's not Mitch. He's not Mitch. Mitch couldn't have done. Mitch couldn't have done what he did tonight ever. He okay. never did. Let's uh, let's take a listen to this. Uh, oh, except in the playoff game. When uh, they yeah, should have won that game. Playoff, That's tr true, but that was a field goal. But yes, Wait, I need the sound. Hold on, gotta get the sound. It's all good. Set We're that good. tab. Uh, where is the sound? Interesting. I don't, I don't know if I even have the sound. The oh, there we go. Okay, ready, guys. This is gonna be fun. Going to work. Oh. Oh. 
Oh boy. Beep. It's not because he didn't gain possession until that is a touchdown. Come on, man. Arms? Come on, man. He's standing on that stupid ass one inch like. I gotta hear that noise that he made again though. Oh, uh, yeah. He wasn't even speaking. Cody was just like, duh, 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 duh. I, we, we, he sounded like my one-year-old when I come home every day from work. I, there was a great part after that where I think Kevin was screaming like, how do they do this to us? Yeah, he was very angry. <laughs> I appreciate that from Kevin because like that's, ex- I'm, that's, that was my reaction was like, Bears fans do not deserve this pain. How could you possibly put your fan base through this much pain like this over and over again? Like, what's that gift that's out there where like you, the guy just stands there and lets them kick him in the nuts every single like over and over again? Like that's that that's Bears fandom right there. Just line up. It's Sunday at noon. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean that 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 this was a night to remember. It really was great pizza. Uh, we missed we you in Mark Studio Hogue. Oh my god! I we know what a week table. this has been. Uh, I think we have a couple more super chats. Let's knock those out. <sighs> then we'll go home. Oh. <laughs> I'm already home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Aaron 499 says, how the hell uh, are we going to reevaluate the damn punter, but do not reevaluate the damn offensive line? I think he may have met the punt returner, but yeah, I'm with you on that. It's tough. We, I thought we touched down the offensive line about 17 times tonight. but yeah, no, 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 he's saying like the Bears said, we will reevaluate the punt return situation. Oh, I got they it. won't okay. touch the offensive line. That's what <laughs> okay. he's saying. All right, let's end it with this. This is from our guy, Doug Dyer. Thanks, uh, Doug. Great Not going to be a 545 or tomorrow. <laughs> Hashtag <wasted. laughs> I think he's talking about carbon, though. And I'm up early tomorrow. It will be a, it's going to be a 522 or for me. If, oh, no. If you want to, if you want to see how I rebound for a 620 Fox 32 hit tomorrow, I'll be there. Uh, yes. Do you have uh, to go in studio for those? I sure do. That's Ooh. close to your place. It's it, fine. I mean, I'm right down the street, but I, you know what? If now, since it's late at night, I might as well just tell Carmen stories. Uh, after Bears practice on Wednesday, the, the drive back down into the city was an hour and 30 minutes. I'm like, I am not doing that. So I just, I parked my car and the verbs took the train. And then I'm like, and then I was, as I was riding, the train, I'm like, how the hell am I going to get to this to fox in the morning i'm i'm not i'm going to have now i'm gonna to have to take ubers and pay money to go in and i hate that um so but i might literally tomorrow just get up early and just walk lonely down the street over there because it's not that far and just look for bears fans who are still around soldier field at 5 a.m get one of those electric scooters i, I think, think he's i think brags fell, brags fell asleep like an hour ago <laughs> i gotta lay 12 inch block tomorrow morning Oh man, we should let him go. Yeah. Um, what's what's worse, having to do that though, or wake up and rewatch the game? 
Yeah, the game. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we doing a show tomorrow? No, no. We went over this the other day when we, we, we talked about we've it. Literally oh, gone over that. Our production. We've literally gone over that. Going back here, here, here to last here. Wednesday at a meeting you weren't at. We've gone over that five we, times. But, but right, we did saying unless something epic happened, I would say this was fairly damn ass epic. <laughs> like, I think yeah, the show we, is epic enough, and uh, we'll post this. It'll become a podcast for everyone to listen to. All right, I'll, I'll be. Shout out to Corey. Shout out to Nick. Shout out people, to Adam. If people want Greg. more. Um, shout out to me. Yes, good job. Shout Brian. out to the bear. Hogan Johns will be live at 9 a.m. Shout, 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 shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Jake. Shout out to Casey. Shout out to Cody. Shout out to everyone that tuned in. And shout out to Well Kirk. over a thousand people in the live chat. Yeah. For the entirety of this therapy you know, we, depression session. There's still a thousand people Still a thousand right people now. watching and, and it's almost 100 likes. <laughs> So let's just hit the like on your way out. Shout out to this dude. Hit the, hit hey. the like on the way out. For oh real though, goodness. hit the like button. Uh, if you're new here, that is a bear. Okay. I don't know what's going on there. Hit the subscribe button. If you're new here, hit subscribe. We do shows every single day. Not just bears, all Chicago sports. Check us out. All CHGO.com. See the fight song one more the time. The bear looks so depressed. This is we, this is what it's come to. Come on, sing the fight song one more time. Please sing it one more time. You're the pride and joy of Illinois. No, you'll get there someday, damn it. Chicago Bears. Bears <laughs> down. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.